Today I'm talking about how to protect your energy with three simple steps. Protect your energy with three simple steps. Stay tuned. talk enough about the importance of protecting our energy. And before we get started or go too deep, I want to know what I mean when I talk about energy, because I know that in religious spaces, that's been created to mean a lot of things. I'm thinking solely on the definition that physics provides us. Physics says that energy is the capacity to do something, just clean and simple. Energy is the capacity to do something. And so when we think about energy, energy is our capacity to be present. It's our capacity to be successful. It's our capacity to be happy. It's our capacity to be at peace. It's our capacity to be strong. It's even our capacity to be vulnerable and weak. Energy is just simply our capacity to create and to be. And that in itself deserves protection. That in itself deserves protection. As a person who identifies as an introvert, which for some reason always surprises people, my I learned very early how to value my energy because I knew when there were places and spaces that I didn't want to be in, that I needed to get out of it because it was impacting my ability to be and to work and to create, right? Um, And through that vantage point, I've learned a lot about myself, but I think it's really important. I named this podcast episode Three Ways to Protect Your Energy because... I don't think that the work of protecting our energy is difficult. I think it can be as, as, as simple as three things. The first thing that I think we have to do is we have to set our intentions through prayer. We have to ask God and to trust God to lead us, to guide us, to empower us with the gift of discernment, and to give us peace, patience, and love so that we survive the spaces and places that he's called us to be. 
So in the morning, I think it's really important to start the day by prioritizing God's role in your energy by simply asking him to help you in your effort to be thoroughly who he desires you to be. This morning, my prayer is that when I show up authentically, that my passion for what I do, the work that I've done is thoroughly reflected and that people around me uh, will respect not just my work, but what I bring to my work. I'm also praying that God gives me strength to know that not everybody will respond in the way that I expect them to respond. And to give me peace as I navigate what that looks like, what that feels like. So I'm asking God to center himself in the way that I show up at meetings, in the way I show up in social spaces, in the way I show up in text message groups, in the way that I show up on social media, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm centering God in that because I want him to get the glory out of what I am doing. And not only do I want him to get the glory out of what I am doing, I want him to get the glory out of my intention because some people just see the outcome of what we do. But God sees the intention of our heart. So, in the effort to protect my peace, I'm centering God in my intentions. And I think that that's really important. The second thing, after we have prayed, is to set the atmosphere. And I know that is terminology that we use in church a lot because we want to um, get people in the mood to do what we want them to do. But I think that that same principle works in other environments and domains that God favors us to be in. That could simply look like showing up in the office with optimal energy. It could be setting the tone for conversations by starting off with something positive. It can be um, thoughtfully um, complimenting someone or um, choosing your words very carefully to begin conversations so that the, the situation doesn't start off on the wrong foot, if you will. Setting the atmosphere is essentially you making the intentional decision to start well and to be very clear about boundaries that you have. Sometimes that's going to mean that when you wake up in the morning and the text group starts going, you say, today I'm really focused on having a positive day and I'm managing 
what I say and how I do and the intentions of my heart, even in this text group. Or maybe that language is too deep for your friend circle or for the spirit of the group that you're a part of. Maybe it's today, I'm not going to be in no mess, right? Um, a part of our responsibility when it comes to protecting our energy is to set boundaries, right? What's too much? What's not enough? What is pushing the line? Where have I seen myself be triggered? And I need to be cognizant of my response. Who are the people that know my buttons or get on my nerves or secretly impact my energy even though I haven't told them? Those are the types of conversations that we have when we're setting boundaries and setting um, the atmosphere for our days. Many of us are working from home. And so our atmosphere is really in cyberland, right? And sometimes it has to do with how you log on to that Zoom. Are you smiling? What's the first thing that you put in the chat? When someone asks you how you're doing, are you being positive? Are you being reflective during that check-in question? Um, is, and I think this is very difficult because many of us, we do 15 different things before we check into that first meeting, whether it be in person or virtually. And so we carry into those, in those spaces, like whatever it is that we, have been experiencing, you know, throughout the morning or throughout the day. And sometimes that can be harmful to us, right? Um, and so sometimes that setting the atmosphere is just taking a moment. It's kind of like when you go food tasting. They always give you something to clean your palate because they want to make sure that you are able to really taste the, the, the intricacies of whatever thing that you are trying out and that when you taste that thing, you know, it's not impacted by the last thing that you ate. And I think the same thing is for us when we're resetting, whether it be in the morning or in the afternoon, we've got to clean our palate, we've got to reset. Sometimes you've got to go to the bathroom and just say, Take a deep breath, right? And just say, thank you for what you've allowed me, God, to endure and to get through this morning. And thank you for this hard reset. Because sometimes we create bad energy because we're just simply being a product of what we've already endured, you know, before we insert into the, ourselves into these meetings. And other people who are there don't know. All they see is, oh, somebody's starting off with an attitude. And there are some people who live to match your attitude. Like, if you got one, they can turn on one. If you don't have one, they will meet you where you are, right? And so I believe, especially as a believer in Jesus Christ, that I am not just an, a, a, an environment contributor. Like, I'm an environment shifter, 
right? Like there is something that happens because I am present. There is something that happens when I show up, even when I show up in the company of people that I do not like. And I do not like some people. Yes, I do not like some people. Um, And so me not liking some people means that there is more work for me to do, right? To manage my own energy and how I show up. So the first is pray, and the second is to set the atmosphere. The third and final thing is you got to know when to leave. (laughs) Like, you really have to know when to leave. And that is not just physically, but it's also emotionally and spiritually. It is the internal decision to no longer be impacted by the environment. And sometimes that is grabbing your purse or your book bag or your backpack and physically departing. It's not centered in drama. Sometimes it's a peaceful departure, hopefully. Sometimes you can't physically get up and leave. And so you have to set in your mind, and especially through your prayer life, sometimes I have to go other places in prayer, even though I'm still in the place where I'm at physically. Okay, Lord, 22 and a half more minutes of this meeting. Help me, Lord. <laughs> right? I've not left the meeting physically. I still have the capacity to contribute, but I have to tap into my prayer life in order to continue to be there physically. And so I think knowing when to leave is really important. I am, as I noted, an introvert. And so sometimes, like, I know when I'm feeling uncomfortable and I will immediately begin an exit plan. I was uh, somewhere at a large conference and there was a series of meet and greets being hosted. And I knew that I would feel uncomfortable at these meet and greets. But then I said, well, you know, challenge yourself. Like, you might go there and meet a new friend, you know, just try to give myself the benefit of the doubt, trying to challenge myself to do new things. So I challenged myself to go to this particular meet and greet. And when I got there, the energy was way off. Like, it was way off. There was somebody who knew me there who or who recognized me who immediately began to say, hey, I know you from blah, 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 blah. And I immediately turned around. In fact, I had to go back and apologize to that person because I just could, it was too much for me. I knew I shouldn't have gone. And when I got there, like, my energy was immediately turned off and I just had to go and sometimes you're gonna have to go and apologize later like I wasn't trying to be rude to anybody I just knew that my energy didn't match and and the peace that overcame me when I got back to the place where I felt the safest um escaping to safety is sometimes going to be just simply going to the restroom or going back to your desk or going back to your seat at church, or just going back to a mental space where you feel the comfort of God and his safety. And 
knowing when to leave is not going to sit well with a lot of people because people have been trained to sit in their own discomfort, right? They have been trained to, they've been told that if you're tenacious, like you just make it work. But there's sometimes when you can't make it work and you have to protect yourself and you have to protect your energy by knowing when to leave. Um, when I was thinking about this and these uh, podcast topics kind of just come to my heart and my mind, like I was literally laying in the bed and thought about this. But one of the things that came to my mind uh, when I was thinking about this episode was that old um, Kenny Rogers song that is, I think it's called The Gambler. But anyway, it, the the lyrics are essentially about somebody who um, is, I'm going to imagine, imagine in my mind at the casino and really Jimmy Rogers is saying, or Kenny Rogers rather, is saying, listen, I'm giving you this advice so that you don't lose out on everything that you own. And he wrote these words. You got to know when to hold them. And know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And then you got to know when to run. <laughs> uh, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing is done. And so I borrow from the words of Kenny Rogers that you got to know when to let it go when to just leave the situation, but you also got to know how to be while you're there. And so I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I want to encourage you to share this episode with individuals, with folks that you think uh, might value from what I've had to say this morning. I trust that you have subscribed to my podcast, but if you have not, it's not too late. It would bless me if you wrote a um, recommendation or if you wrote some notes, especially on the Apple Podcasts platform. Um, just let me know if you're enjoying this podcast and if you're listening, even if it's just a text message or um, an Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter share. I really appreciate any feedback uh, that I can get. It means a lot to me. And I really appreciate when I hear from folks that are listening. You can also check out my website. You can go to seasonedwithsaltpodcast.com. That's seasonedwithsaltpodcast.com. Or you can simply go to dominiquebomonte.com forward slash podcast. Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So that is either SWS podcast or SWS the podcast. You can email me at SWS the podcast at Gmail. If you have questions or if you want to be featured on Ask Dama, I would love to entertain your questions and hear your feedback. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you again taking the time to share with me in this podcast. Have a beautiful and blessed day. And remember that the word of the Lord says that our words should be seasoned with salt so that we know how to answer every man. God bless you. See?
Oh